Hello, and welcome to Basel Tov, the courage and creativity of ADHD. I'm Jen. I'm Ellen. And I'm alive. Uh, Yay! <laughs> and that's alive today. She's barely and here, but she's just here. Barely. She's Aww. here. She's been sick for weeks, and now she's alive and back with us here Yay. on the earth and not in the underworld. Yes. <laughs> Poor today. There. We've got some, speaking of life, we have an interesting topic because it's not one that a lot of people associate with ADHD, especially those people who don't know that this is an available resource for them. We're going to be talking about pets and therapy animals for ADHD specifically. Yay! Yay. We all love love dogs and cats and ferrets and guinea pigs and Mm -hmm. turtles and whatever but oh yeah between the three of us they that's right they are i was gonna say we have so many pets between the three of us too yeah i know mostly the two of us me and ellen (laughs) (laughs) annette has a goldfish that apparently is evil did i did i remember that correctly it's possessed my my goldfish I got this goldfish from a festival in Japan where you like play a game catching fish. My daughter's caught nine goldfish. He killed all the other goldfish. He's now, he's now five years old. He has, there are no other fish in this tank because I don't trust him. And he's massive. And we named him Gladiator because he killed off all the other fish. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did, you watch, did you watch him kill the other fish? Oh, yeah. He would attack him. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Damn. He's, he's a, he is just a goldfish. He's not like a fighting fish or anything. Yeah. He's just a goldfish. But oh he God. would go up and, like, bang them into, like, the walls or, like, suck off wow. their scales. Oh, my yeah. gosh. He, he's, he's evil. But he's also very smart. And he knows who I am. And he knows that I'm the one who feeds him. Oh. So if other people get him to his tank, he's like, I don't care about you. But if I come to the tank, he gets so excited. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So that's funny. An evil goldfish. I don't know if that would make the greatest therapy pet. But, you know. Or an editor. <laughs> Annette bonds with evil goldfish. That's just her thing. I mean, it's just mad respect. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. But don't yeah, you have cats? It makes sense. Don't you have cats? Oh, too? I did have cats, and okay. then uh, mother-in-law moved in, and she hates cats, so uh, oh, but she made my life cats. miserable. So, yeah, my my babies live now with at my parents' house. So. Okay, that's right. Well, yes. My baby, one of them passed away from Aww. old age, but um, but my Tom, my Tommy boy, he's still he's a massive half Maine Coon Ooh. cat, and he is <laughs> absolutely crazy and lovely, and uh, yeah, he he's my dad's best friend now. Aww. Oh, cool! Yeah, animals really are therapeutic. Like they provide yeah. so much joy, so much love, and mm-hmm. uh, they are a lot of work though. So you know yeah pros and cons yeah in the um but for adhd people that work actually turns out to benefit us there's been multiple studies done on it just in general the effect of pets on human beings and you know it's the studies say that things like we live longer if we Mm -hmm. have pets we have a more joyful fulfilled life if we have pets we have reduced anxiety and depression if we have pets we have um we we tend to, you know, to pay more attention to details if we have pets. So obviously the paying attention to details part is particular to ADHD because we all have a problem with, you know, tiny, a, a bunch of tiny details becoming a landslide that's, you know, too overwhelming for us. So, <laughs> um, you know, pets can actually benefit us. And it was, I, I was reading a study or a, an article that was saying, that the, just the routine involved in taking care of a dog, dogs have to be walked, they have to be fed on time, they have to be given water, they have to be bathed and brushed and, you know, taken care of like you would take care of a child almost. And that routine that you would get yourself into where you take the dog on a walk at 7 a.m. every morning or 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. every night, whatever, um, that actually helps ADHD people build routines for the rest of their life too. That totally makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, my cats, def- I mean, they're not as strict of a routine as a dog would be, I would say, but they definitely keep me, you know, focused. They let me, they, they let me know when they're hungry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it is good for me to have something other than myself to look after. I mean, I also have my kids, of course, too. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but for people that don't have kids, yeah, having a pet would be good to have something else to look after but yeah what what about when it gets overwhelming (laughs) and you don't want to clean the litter box and you don't want to do all those Mm -hmm. tasks oh yeah i think that um obviously you're gonna have to choose a pet that resonates with you so like you know some people who don't like litter boxes are probably going to be more prone to choose like a dog for instance because dogs don't have litter boxes all the time or at least not not the larger breed ones and they do need to be taken for walks and everything but maybe somebody says oh well I'd prefer to take a dog for a walk rather than have to clean out a litter box every day well okay then that's your clear choice would be you know something more like a dog Um, also dogs in particular have been used for as therapy animals for many different Um, illnesses or disabilities and something that you can actually teach an ADHD psychiatric service dog to do is go and get your medication for you. So the animal can be there to help remind you, Hey, medication, Uh, animals can also be, or dogs can also be trained to do things like sense um, depression and anxiety breakdowns. And they will come to you and lay on you to to put weight on you and save yes. you. I've seen videos of that on TikTok of like, I, I saw yeah. like a German shepherd comfort this girl who was, uh, I, I think she was just demonstrating it, you know, but she looked like what she'd normally look like if she was having a panic attack. And honestly, it didn't, You, it, it, she didn't really even make it look that obvious. There were just little s- subtle clues, but the dogs know they're trained, I yeah. guess. I mean, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, but it's very, very difficult to find dogs that are trained specifically for those things. I and believe it. You, yeah. it <laughs> you usually you have to go through a lot of different programs. There's applications you have to do. There's fees you have to pay. So it's not feasible for just anybody to be able to get a service dog that will do those specific magical things for you. Oh, totally. That's so, like a that's like a rich person thing, kind of. <laughs> If you want an already or, or highly one. disabled, mm. yeah. if you are highly disabled, then you will, uh, you, you can apply for those programs. But like, mm-hmm. if your disability is mild, you're not going to be able to get your hands on one of those animals. You would have mm. to have it trained yourself, which costs a lot of money mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you and there are programs that like there are more cost-effective ways to do it that are I guess lesser known I've heard of people who I've I've actually particularly spoken with like firsthand that have said oh well this is my service dog in training we're going through programs and you know so they were able to get their hands on some kind of curriculum that they do independently by themselves and if they finish it then they can have their dog certified as a, you know, certified therapy animal. Oh, that's um, a cool. lot of people so you can do it yourself, yeah. kinda. Oh, exactly. You can, Just, but you have to be able to find that program. You have to yeah. be able to have that spot. And it is a lot of a it's a huge time dedication to do that. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. But rather than spending a few thousand dollars, like I mean if you if you wanted to go out and purchase a dog that is already service trained for your disability and you don't have to put in any work at all you're talking about like a five to ten thousand dollar expenditure right there they are not cheap um of course because they take lots of time and care and if you wanted to do that yourself then you're talking about the cost of a puppy out of one of the breeds that would be notoriously good for service and you know You'd have to consult with the breeder. You can't just choose any dog. You have to choose one that seems to have the personality that suits it. And not every single individual in even in inside of a breed will will check that box. So you have to be patient, even though that's hard for ADHD people. I know how hard Mm -hmm. that is. I, I do. 
but you have to be patient for it. <laughs> and it's very important to note that you would have to find a program that fits the specific needs that you would have because mm -hmm. um, the majority of those programs are going to be for like blind, guide, blind guidance mm -hmm. and sure. um, those kind yeah. of disabilities. That's the majority of the programs. It's very rare that you would find one uh, for like specifically looking at anxiety and panic attacks. Well, that's what I was like, going to say. There's a difference That's here. very specially trained. Right. We're talking about service dogs that help, like, blind people and disabled people, and then there's therapy dogs. You know, there's yeah. there's difference. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, but, I mean, any dog with the right personality can be a therapy dog, unofficially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you well, could pick a dog up at, at the pound for 50 bucks, and it just yeah. so happens to have the right personality, and you can train it. Hey, there you mm -hmm. go. But that's kind of a luck thing. Yeah. Totally. But I don't, I, to, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think that a uh, therapy dog has to be trained. Mm, um, that's what I was wondering. Especially like, with mental, yeah, yeah especially with um, mental disabilities. If you have anxiety and having an animal with you calms your anxiety, you can technically get a, a prescription for them to be your therapy dog. They don't have to mm -hmm. do any specific training. Right, but you can't use the words service dog to... No, um, it's a therapy dog. Yeah, it's called a therapy dog then. It would only be a service dog, uh, and it would even be called a psychiatric service dog. Um, it's mm. not even considered a regular service dog, but a, a psychiatric service dog if if you were to specifically train it to, like, let's say, go get your medication for you or or tug on your sleeve if you've forgotten your medication at a certain time of day or, you know, come to you if you are having a massive breakdown and, and nurture you in a specific way, like that, mm -hmm. that would be more of the psychiatric service dog versus just having an animal there to comfort you and have you pet it when you need to for emotional support. Yeah. If I was going to train Ellen's uh, psychological uh, service dog, mm -hmm. I'd train it to always know where her iPhone is. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I would love that to have my dog. Where's my phone? That dog just would know that phrase. And orf, go get it for me. You yep. know what? You can actually train sir, uh, a psychiatric service dog to locate an ADHD child that's wandered off. Oh, nice. You don't that's one need... of the things you can do yeah. with it. It's really just like the I didn't even imagine that possibility until I was doing the bit of research that I needed to do for today. Like I, I did, I hadn't imagined that as a possibility. And I was like, wow, that's such a good use because they do wander off all the time. And some dogs and, are really good at hurting. Yeah. So they're going to hurt yeah. that kid right back to where they German belong. shepherd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's genius. So there's this messed up Japanese television program <laughs> and <laughs> it has, it has this guy who's like, he has a grill in front of him and he's like cooking this like delicious grilled meat and he gets service dogs or like dogs that people think are like so loyal to them and they'll never go. Like if they say stay, the dog will stay. And he's like tempting them with the grilled meat and like oh. the majority, even service dogs, they fail that's so oh funny. my gosh that's a great commercial of course well i mean yeah. a dog is a dog at the end of the day right yeah. like yeah yeah i mean no one's they've perfect got, they've all got a weakness <laughs> mm -hmm. it was but it's such a messed up show and it just made me think of it it's like yeah find the adhd child and as it's walking around it's like oh a hot dog yeah yeah <laughs> oh. mm -hmm. adhd service dog at that point yeah. like I wonder if in the future we're going to have service robots that are taking care of us. What do you think about that? You know, have a robot go get your medication for you. What, like uh, Baymax? Oh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, um, yeah. That, that's the next level, right? Pets can only do so much. And then you yeah. see it standing over you as you're sleeping. You ah! wake up in the middle of the night oh my and gosh. your service robots just standing over staring your staring at you no yeah. see what you do is you get a, sh a therapy sugar glider so that it oh. can fly from your shoulder to the cabinets and open them up and then go get your your retrieve your your prescription bottle and hug it under one arm while it flies to you i no, looked into getting one bullshit. of those it won't happen 
or I mean, <laughs> you have to get a pair of sugar gliders at least, I think. But I looked yes. into getting those like 15 years ago or something and just mm-hmm. learned that they were a lot of work and they're very needy. And so I was like, oh, not for me. <laughs> yeah. But, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Choose wisely. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think even though knowing, and because I, I, I had to study that too, and there's a ton of studies that show the positive effects on mental health for having an animal. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, one of the things is, one of the biggest things is uh, it reduces anxiety. And uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people with ADHD have anxiety as a comorbidity. And so it really does help with anxiety and, you know, it helps calm and keep everything calm. And uh, it does help uh, make your your patterns more cyclical, your, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your life patterns a little bit more cyclical. However, mm-hmm. the thing that has always turned me off, and I've had several dogs. Mm-hmm. I've loved all of my dogs, but I've only liked a few. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're a lot of work. Dogs are so needy. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they have a lot a good, of needs. It's a good yeah. thing about them, too. I mean, they're so loving, so sweet. Most dogs, you know, but yeah, yeah. it's like it's like having a half human in your house. Kind of like it, it's, it's like, like having an eternal baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like an eternal toddler. Kind of you're constantly yeah. picking up their poop feeding them all the time they can't do anything for themselves that you, you i mean they, they can do some things obviously but you have to do so much for them they never they grow get up. psychologically damaged if you don't come home on time i mean mm-hmm. like i know i know yeah. There's, a, yeah. there's a lot to owning a dog it's a huge responsibility and uh, definitely nothing that should be done impulsively like if you're if you have adhd and you're like hmm, getting a pet would be a great idea do do all your research. Hyper focus on that research. Research the shit out of it. You know. Yeah. Before you decide what animal to get, don't just impulse purchase a dog. You know, or yeah. or any animal. I mean, it's really sad how animals get returned to the shelters and, and pet stores when people just, you know, decide they don't like them anymore. It's like no, yeah, or it's not a toy. You know, rehomed a bunch of times yeah. or you know, put into some kind of a, um, a, like a, a shelter that helps save certain breeds or whatever, some kind of rescue. Um, but there are certain pets that are undoubtedly going to be right for certain people. And yeah. like Annette, Annette has owned a couple different kinds of animals. Ellen and I have owned <laughs> a lot of different kinds of animals so mm-hmm. when you guys both of you when you think of like an ADHD service animal type you know type animal or therapy animal what pops into your minds cat 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 <laughs> and that's going with cats me too I'm gonna go with cats <laughs> yep they're so yeah. low maintenance compared to dogs they're what you're not going to get though is unconditional love. Cats will not always give you that. <laughs> They're And I'm okay with that. Right. <laughs> I don't That's the thing. I don't want a clingy animal all the time. And you know, I, I think so yeah, like you were saying, Jen, it just totally depends on what kind of person you are. If you're the kind of person mm-hmm. that you're like, gosh, I would love to have an animal that's just next to me all the time and sitting on my lap, get a lap dog, you know? Yeah. Do it. Maybe that's yeah. for you. But I'm the type that I don't want to be touched all the time by my animals. I want to admire them from a distance and play with them for 10 minutes and then they run off and, you know, it works out well for us. And if I forget to scoop the litter box one day, not a big deal. Gonna do it the next day, you know, like I've got just enough routine that it keeps me in check, but there's enough flexibility with cat ownership that it's, I think it's good for ADHD people that might make mistakes you know there's just yeah more you yeah, have to do you with can dog. you can set up like a feeder so you don't have to feed it every yep. day you just look to see when the feeder is empty and the cat will remind you that's what um, i do <laughs> yep i have a continuous feeder and then yeah. i give them wet food and treats every day and so in the morning and then in the evening they just they know to ask for the the wet food and i open it and but 
you know, if I wasn't there and I forgot to open a wet food for them, they would survive. They've got the dry yes. food there. They'll be fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would feel... I think... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And also, uh, I think I also mentioned on this podcast before that I like my relationships just a little dysfunctional. <laughs> and, yes. And, right. Um, that's right. You like a little toxicity. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that's why I like cats because yeah. it's oh, like they're toxic as fuck. I like, I like, the, I like mm-hmm. the chase. Yeah, like, <laughs> they will love you. Really have you. to earn that. <laughs> you do. You do. You, you have, have to, to earn it. You have to earn the yep. cat's love, and then sometimes they will and love respect the shit out of you, and then yeah, and respect. Yeah, and then sometimes they will just you know leave me alone. It's like yeah. whoa, you know. Yeah, you, never, you never know what you're gonna get sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little that's toxic. A, that, that makes it fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, the heard, unpredictability. I heard somewhere that cats were the ultimate ADHD kid therapy pet because oh. if the kids go too far and pull on an ear or a tail, that cat will absolutely give them a consequence. Oh, like, that's a good point. Yeah. And yeah. not one that's going to potentially, like, you know, sever an Kill entire them. arm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Cats don't put up with that shit. Yeah. No. So you also have to yeah. take into account your family and what that looks like. Do you have children right. who are like unhinged and cannot be controlled and they just like murder the crap out of animals with their love? Mm. Like, okay, well yeah. then maybe try a cat that'll teach him a lesson. <laughs> like- okay. Well, let me, let me tell you what happened with my kids. So I got my first cat when my son was four. And he's incredibly ADHD combined type, but seems like just hyperactive. And I noticed that he didn't know how to treat the cats right away. You know, he was too rough with them, even after I talked about it with him time and time again. And I mean, but what happened was the cats were scared of him and they'd run away, but he wanted to play with them. And so I kept telling him, you got to be really nice to them. You got to earn their love, show them you can be gentle and then they will slowly trust you. And it's taken like two years, but they finally love him now. And it's so rewarding oh. for him to have that relationship and he knows how to be gentle with them. So, but yeah, it was rough seeing him, you know, pulling the tails or throwing toys at the cats. It's just like, Oh my God, what have I done? But I think yeah. that it's, it's, <laughs> It's helping teach him empathy because he was mm-hmm. like, but I want to play with the kitties. And I'm like, I know, buddy, but they're scared of you because you were being really mean, you know? And so I think mm-hmm. it, he finally figured it out. And so that's, that's what good. I love. Yeah. Yeah. I love seeing that. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cats are great for kids. And both like both of the kids that I've had myself have definitely benefited from it, as well as our three olders that you know, they also have immensely benefited from having a cat in their lives or maybe more than one cat. Um, so we, we just, it's, it's something that, you know, kids can really learn from this experience, especially nothing and nothing will soothe your soul. Like, Having a purring cat on your chest. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. It's the best the feeling. Purse. It's so peaceful. And oh, they yeah. do show love, you know, when they, they want to. On right their down. terms. And yeah. also their purring is supposed to be at a healing frequency. So they're Ooh. like technically healing you when they purr on you. Whoa. That's so yeah. fucking cool. I know, yeah. right? And cats Sometimes- are great. Yeah, sometimes my cat Jade will just sit on my chest in the morning when I'm in bed and just purr, but, and I love it. You know what's funny, though, is that I've had lots of cats during my life and loved every single one of them. Mm-hmm. My dogs? <laughs> you, I've had some winners. Uh, I've had yeah. some really mm-hmm. stupid dogs. But, like, um, all of my cats, absolutely love them. And one thing I've always had is, like, when something happened to me or something was traumatizing or I was just really sad, cats know. Mm-hmm. And the, you know what? Like, it's true. I believe in that. their everyday. Yeah. In their everyday existence, they can be a little bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like when you're sad, it's like they sense it and they just like come up and snuggle with you every yes. time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my cats yeah. does that. The other two 
are sharing a single brain cell and I don't think they have any empathy. But my cat Jade, she could definitely, I, I feel like she could tell when I'm feeling sad. Or like there was one time I was sick and throwing up and she was just, you know, there next to me, like, you know, making sure I was okay. It's like, oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had some yeah. cats who have not responded to like therapy type cues. Um, and I've had cats that have though. And those, when you get a cat like that, that seems to understand when you're sad or hurting and then they come up and they put that weight on you and they purr and they're so warm and they're just like, I'm here for you now. Like it is so great to have an animal like that. And there are dogs that can do that as well. They can put the weight on you and the warmth and they don't purr obviously, but but they do, you know, put their heads up for pets and, you know, petting a dog is also very therapeutic, just like you would be petting a cat and that's therapeutic. Um, And I think the big selling point for dogs, since I've had a bunch of dogs and Unfortunately, Annette's had some you dogs. Have an that asshole she thought dog. Were. Oh, currently, oh my god! I so true story, guys. <laughs> I got this. I got this tiny. This is gonna little... turn everybody off from getting a dog. Uh-oh. Just a warning. No content warning. So I'll. So content warning, this is going to be a trigger for super lovey dog people, but I will, I'll get around to a more positive note. No, just be honest. So I have this horrible little shit right now. (laughs) This, this dog (laughs) is like, is absolutely like, like the ghost of a Victorian child encapsulated in dog form. It's like, it. So Pepper <laughs> is such a charming little beast. Um, everyone thinks he's adorable. He is a very cute dog. He's cute. Um, he has that classic terrier cuteness about him. But he is kind of a nightmare. He does not necessarily care if he makes you happy. There are lots. See, this is the big selling point for dogs is they care to please their masters usually. But then sometimes you get one. Sometimes you get a very special animal that's possessed and also void of empathy. (laughs) So you get like a sociopathic possessed dog. So I'll share a story that I'm not personally too proud of, but but this highlights the level of possession that this dog has. So a while back, years ago, when we were having very difficult financial times in our family. We were very close to homelessness. We had this dog and, um, you know, we were getting by, we were fine. We were, as long as nothing went wrong. But of course, when you say that something always goes wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So the thing that went wrong was this dog decided to start eating things that were not food (laughs) and ended up getting a, an intestinal obstruction because no matter how clean we kept the floor, he would get into stuff, namely the kids' toys. He would find ways to open up toy boxes or somehow like get under something. Like if we dropped a toy under, under something and didn't see it, he would somehow like snake underneath that thing to get it. And he started chewing up things like little rubber balls and Hatchimals and little wooden blocks and stuff like that. I forgot about Hatchimals. Yeah, I know. Right. So uh, we usually call those vacuum food, but um, Dude, in this so you case, couldn't have any clutter. dog food. No, we could not have any clutter. And we had, you know, a child that was, you know, preschool years at this point. And, oh. you know, so clutter is just a part of your life uh-huh. if you, you have a child it. that young. And we tried so hard, but this dog was so intense and most of the stuff he ate, he could pass, but then he got to the point where he ate a couple things that he couldn't pass and he needed a surgery. So at that time we were so strapped that we were literally making decisions like, should we buy a couple of extra things at the grocery store or should we afford gas? Like it was that level that we happened to be at at the time. Because of a number of different issues that we were having with health and all this stuff. And then this dog strikes. And (laughs) and, um, 
so we knew we couldn't um, afford the surgery. And at the time, there were no other resources in the public to, you know, to ap- apply for and get one. So we opted to give him away to a charity organization that helps rehabilitate animals. And um, they, you know, they partner with veterinary schools. So they do the surgeries and they treat the animals that can't get treated. But part of the conditions of that is that you surrender your animal. And it was a very, very difficult choice because I'm like the only person on this earth besides my daughter that this dog likes. And so we have more of a relationship than the rest of the family. It was easy for everybody else. (laughs) For me, it was different. I was like genuinely sad because this guy, you know, I was supposed to be taking care of him and I felt horribly guilty um, that I couldn't take care of this and I couldn't afford a $5,000 surgery. So. No, it wasn't. It was just beyond my control, but I still felt bad about it. So I take this dog in, I surrender the animal, I give them all the toys, I give them all the leashes and everything we had. So I'm hoping that it could all just go to a really good home and, you know, somebody else would have to buy fewer things. So I was really sad about that. And then I get a call a week later. Um, and they were like, so we just wanted to call and tell you that your dog is, you know, doing fine. He's out of the surgery. He lived through it. And, you know, and I was like, well, that's great to hear. I'm glad he'll go on, you know, to live with a different family. And that's, that's excellent. And she's like, well, actually speaking of that, we don't think he's going to be rehomable. And I was like, oh. what? And she goes, well, this dog I'll just, you know, I'll just say it. This dog only mildly tolerates one of our team members out of, you know, 50 plus people. So, um, right. So he basically threw an absolute terrific conniption fit until he got back to us. They gave him back as long as we paid for only the supplies of the surgery, which we were able to conjure up um, during that time. Um, and <laughs> we, oh my God, so that's awesome. So this dog pitched a fit until it came home. It and loved as you. Soon, yeah. As soon as it got home, it was just so happy. So, so happy, but it still oh does horrible God. things. <laughs> it still tries to eat things. That's not oh, food. So we still no. have to be on top of it. And we haven't had an issue since, but still it, it worries me. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, Jen has a wonderful time trying to clip his nails. Oh, God. So, another fun story. <laughs> this dog, if I... So, I have to put a sock over his head because he'll <gasps> bite me. <laughs> and he'll bite the nail trimmer. And I even that, have one of those is that, cool... Is that what they recommend doing? Putting a sock uh, usually, they, they, they say you can that. put a muzzle on the dog and then cover the dog's head and shoulders and upper body with a blanket and then sit on the dog so that it wow. can't move. But I okay. have to, like, basically just put a sock over his head and immobilize all of his joints because he's actually very strong, even though he's small. And um, he can really wrestle with you. It's, wow. it's surprising, but he can. And um, so he will... He will try to throw you off of him in any way he can. He, if you don't have something over his mouth, he will bite you. He, um, he's horribly afraid of having his nails trimmed for some reason. And um, I even have one of those like sand wheels that like, you know, it, it sands the nail down. It's supposed to be less frightening and like less horrible for dogs. And he just throws fits. So there have been a couple of times where I was trying to, where I had immobilized the dog and he got so angry at me for completely immobilizing him that he pooped right <sighs> in my face or like, right. Like, oh my like God. as I'm trying to trim a back nail, he's crapping all over the place. Um, so he's one of those that will act, he will pee and poop all over himself and you just to get away from you. Um, (laughs) he's lovely. Vote for Pepper. How old is Pepper? How old is Pepper now? He's six. I want to say. Um, so you got another at least 10 years. He looks, he's already graying though. I think he's already shortened his lifespan, but, um, (laughs) but like. 
he there are some really redeeming qualities of this dog such as immense loyalty and he does silly things to make us laugh and he does like absolutely love to cuddle and snuggle and he will snuggle with me all the time and if I seem like I'm upset he does come over and you know get in my face and try to get me to pet him but um, he is also very needy and super emotional as a dog and mm-hmm. like cannot be left by himself for too many hours at a time. And he's just, he's kind of a wreck, but I've had dogs in the past that like, um, a, particularly a German shepherd Rottweiler mix who went with me literally everywhere, went in my car to and from work, um, would like, I walked him everywhere. He was always on leash next to me. And that dog was the most amazing animal I've ever had and totally a therapy animal. Um, So like if you are the kind of person who needs a thing, like some other presence next to you that's soothing, opt for a dog because cats are not always going to be around. They'll hide and they'll sleep during the day, Mm -hmm. but dogs will be with you, um, you know, just as often as you allow them to be basically. Mm -hmm. So, so true. Yeah. Um, I, so I would I, say, yeah, <laughs> um, I, w- I was going to say one, one thing I have witnessed, um, I was talking about this with Annette before the show, but I know someone who got their autistic daughter, a, um, I think when she was about 12, they got her a, a dog to use as a therapy dog, but this dog ended up having worse anxiety than the kid did. And so it ended up being horrible for this kid because this oh, dog man. required so much work, so much attention so much it was always peeing everywhere and so it's like sounds like pepper (laughs) yeah well i think this this is a it was like half black lab half um pitbull or something i can't remember it was it was kind of a bigger dog but yeah and so they had you know they had the best intentions of getting a Mm -hmm. an animal for their their kid but um i guess you just don't know what kind of a personality that dog's gonna have yeah so what do you do if you (laughs) get a dog for like therapy reasons but it's a giant asshole. So, I mean, clearly we can't even get rid of this dog if we try at this point. So <laughs> You already did. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I, I don't want, I don't actually want to get rid of him. He is sweet to me and to my daughter. And he, you know, he really does have a good relationship, just not with the entire family or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he, like... I guess you just have to focus on the positive qualities of the dog and, and, you know, think about what they could do for you, like Mm -hmm. what need they could fulfill. Um, Any dog is going to be able to fulfill the need of petting, you know, that the tension reducer of petting the animal and brushing it and caring for it. Um, And almost every dog is going to fulfill the snuggling need and that warmth and weight that can reduce anxiety every single dog is going to demand a schedule so for adhd people um, who struggle with maintaining a schedule you know setting a time to go walk that animal at a certain time of day every single day is still going to be a thing whether the dog is acting out or not you still have to take them on that walk you know yeah so that so, could be really good for you or it could mm-hmm. ruin your life because you're chained to this task every day and if you resent it then you know usually dogs like even even dogs that are kind of you know miserable animals get excited for a walk. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's usually a point of excitement and the dog is oh, probably sure. going to be more enjoyable during that time. <laughs> no, but not all humans are excited for walks. Yeah. I don't want to I was gonna, walk. I was just going to say yeah. that everything Jen is saying mm-hmm. is like, that's how you know she's a dog person. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Because you don't mind yeah. doing all that shit. To me, it sounds no. awful. And I had, yeah. I had a golden retriever when I was a kid. And I loved that dog. Great I dog. I remember that dog. Yeah. Tucker. But, yeah. But my brother and I, we didn't do shit to help take care of that dog. My mom did all the work. Even though we promised we would do it, we did not. Of and course. So, yeah. 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 So that's just, I think that's just what happens sometimes. So I don't. I saw how much work it was. She would take that dog on runs every day. I was like, I'm not doing that. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I my my girls want either a cat or a dog, and I have a, like the first floor of my house is a business, and mm-hmm. we live on the second and third floor. So having a big dog, you can't really the stairs is kind of a problem. Yeah. So, um, and J- Japanese stairs are quite steep. So I, mm-hmm. I don't foresee being able to have a big dog. The only dog I would ever have is a big dog because. I don't like little dogs and um, mm-hmm. I, they're just, they're, they're, they're just an ornamental mm-hmm. big dogs yeah. are like, they serve a purpose. Little dogs are ornamental. I know all the dog lovers are going to like hate me for that, but like really little dogs, they're just ornamental. And well, my roommate has a five pound chihuahua and Oh God. Yeah. His name's Grogu. He's adorable. <laughs> I would, I personally would not want this animal because he's very clingy. All he wants to do is sit in her lap or be in bed with her. And, but she loves it. That's what she wants. Yeah. You know, see yeah. Yeah. dog person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that's the sort of thing that to me, I'm like, Oh, that sounds nice actually. Like, yeah. but you know, but I, at the same time, I actually don't really like most little dogs. I have had a few little dogs that I just loved so much. They were great. But they also were not the stereotypical tiny dogs that were yappy and snappy. And, and mm-hmm. you know, Pepper is yeah, this bordering on a... He Pepper borders on a stereotypical old lady little dog. Um, he should have been had by an old lady. I, I really think that an old lady would have been perfect a perfect fit for this animal but uh like one that you know lives maybe with another one other person or maybe even alone <laughs> like <laughs> but um you know he he is what he is and we got him when we were renting and we couldn't have a larger dog which is my preference i absolutely love larger dogs um mm-hmm. because their temperament is just right they tend to be a little bit less less um skittish and anxiety prone but to that effect i'm going to say therapy dog breeds you may not want to consider a terrier for that because mm-hmm. um i've had a couple i've Either I or close family members have had a couple different kinds of terriers. None of them have been particularly great for therapy because they all seem to have a higher working anxiety level than other dogs. And that's the kind of thing that can even make your own anxiety worse. Oh, yeah. um, Chihuahuas, too. Yeah, some. Yeah, well, no, but some this, of them. this, this, my roommate's I've actually dog met a chihuahua that was really chill. <laughs> yes, exactly. Grogu is so chill. He's also like five years old. But yeah, ah. I've only heard him bark like twice. It's crazy. Oh wow. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I've met so many chihuahuas with anxiety disorders, and I'm just oh, like, yeah, they're most like, of them wow. look like <laughs> wind up toys that are just shaking with anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah but. Um, I want to I want to say though something I've I've realized as we're talking mm-hmm. is Jen you're more of a dog person and you like that physical closeness and that's how you you deal with your kids too. Oh, and then you're very cuddly Ellen with your and kids. I, yeah. Yeah, and Ellen mm-hmm. and I are more standoffish love when you love when you want. That's why we like cats. Yeah. And that's also how we deal with our kids. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, so true. Yeah, I my, am my kids aren't super my kids aren't dripping off of me with uh, with affection and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, my kids are constantly climbing all over me and <laughs> you know, from day 1 we're just these little monkey klingons and that's fine Aww. because I am fine with that. Like I actually like tons of cuddles and snuggles and hugs all the time it doesn't matter like I'm just like okay cool I'm up for it like not not with strangers of course I have stranger danger but like <laughs> but <laughs> you know if I know you <laughs> but um but yeah like so I do like that very physical contact and physical mm-hmm. contact soothes me so because physical contact soothes me, a a large dog or even a smaller dog is right up my alley. But you know what also is a very surprise, amazing, um, emotional therapy animal. You're going to say that goddamn small thing that lives in your house. Those two yeah. little studs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Guinea yeah. pigs. Guinea Aww, pigs. We have two guinea so pigs, cute. a pair of them. And I legit thought when I agreed to get these little piss rats for my kids that they were going to be 
the bane of my existence. I thought that they were going to be the most horrible things because I've never considered getting a guinea pig ever before until they begged for them nonstop. (laughs) So um, I was like, okay, well, maybe I guess they're, you know, it's okay. We can tolerate them. They don't live too long. You know, like this Mm -hmm, is my justification. However, I love those guinea pigs just as much as my kids do now. (laughs) And, um, and I was wrong. Guinea pigs, Mm -hmm. like the, the thing that makes them a great therapy animal for us particularly is because we all like that physical sensation of weight and warmth on our bodies to Mm -hmm. soothe us. So because we're very physical that way, um, the guinea pig just kind of snuggles with you and it stays on your skin and it or or like on a shoulder or like up on a chest you hold it and it just stays there and it likes to be cuddled and you can pet it for i don't know until it pees all over you <laughs> they will, they will stay on your shoulder um if they're small yeah, so enough yeah yeah oh, or like they'll be up propped near your shoulder and like kind of like you'll have to support them of course you can't oh, just okay. let fall I was picturing they you don't like walking jump. around with it on your shoulder okay yeah oh no <laughs> but you know what you can do that with though are rats and I've got three pet rats and I love oh, them yeah. yeah one of them rats is very are great smart too. they're pocket puppies they're literally like little miniature dogs with gross tails so you just as long as the tail doesn't yeah. bother you <laughs> You know, but one of my rats is, I I feel like she's very smart, extremely affectionate, so sweet. The other two, I guess it's kind of a similar situation to my cats. The other two are kind of like, I call them NPC rats because they just kind of, they're like my rats. (laughs) They're like my rats, pet rats. (laughs) That's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but one of my rats though, her name's Cloudy. I really, I, I know it sounds crazy. I feel like I got a little bond with this rat and we're buddies and I really appreciate Aww. her. So I had rats. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, when I was in high school, my I sister had that. rats. We had yeah, we had oh, rats and uh, okay. Yeah, so and uh one of the rats name was Sasha and nice. Sasha was great. Sasha would like we'd leave the cage open. She'd just like mm-hmm. come up and sit on your shoulder. We'd walk around the house with yeah, her, you know, like they're so fun. she was hella smart and hella cool mm-hmm. and like yeah. Rats are amazing pets and they're yeah, very they smart. They are. I've also they had are. rats, multiple pairs of rats, and they are amazing creatures. They do have unique personalities like a dog or a cat would. Yeah. Um, guinea pigs do too, surprisingly, but rats have like this crazy ability to just be on you for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, like guinea pigs have about a 15 minute timer on them because they have to pee mm-hmm. every 15 minutes. Mm. Rats can go longer than guinea pigs for some reason. I don't know how this True. works because they're a smaller animal and you would never think that they would be able to survive for like, you know, an hour's worth of outings without peeing or pooping on you. But somehow they do. It's true. And my six-year-old yeah. will play with the rat for like an hour and the rat will like run around on his bed with him and he loves it and she it and is so she never pees or poops. No, my rat would always run back to her cage to yeah. go to the bathroom. Yeah. 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 So okay, so yeah. I definitely recommend rats as a pet for people with ADHD because you'll get uh you'll get all your needs met. The only thing you have to do is clean the cage. I mean, I do about once a week. And that can be a very mm-hmm. annoying task, I will say, because you have to, it depends on the cage you have, you have to disassemble it. And then, and oh my God, mm-hmm. it can just be such a mess sometimes with the poop. So downside right. there is cleaning, cleaning up after them. Got to make sure they're fed to, of course, and water, but critters are so mm-hmm. great. And I feel like you really can get a lot of um, love from them, you know? Even yeah. They're not as smart as dogs, mm-hmm. but yeah. You know, they're affectionate. Guinea pigs are not terribly intelligent. Uh, rats <laughs> are very intelligent. <laughs> but guinea, pig, guinea pigs are not terribly intelligent. And because of that, you actually have to clean their cage more often than you would clean a rat cage. You need to ah. clean the cage, do like, you know, very basic sweep ups to make, to get all the poops out of the way. Because when... Okay, so I didn't realize that guinea pigs were called that for a particular reason, but they eat all the time. Like they are the oh. ultimate snack animals and oh, they're little pigs. They they are actually little furry pigs and they eat vegetables constantly. And um 
because of that, they they just emit a landslide of poop because they pee and poop every 15 ah. minutes and they'll like scatter 10 poops at a time or something oh. like that. So you actually yeah. do have to go in and sweep all that stuff up every day or two and then go and clean. Um, you have to clean out their cage and like change their bedding once a week. Mm -hmm. Otherwise the um, ammonia starts to build up too much. Oh, okay. um, so it sounds like they're more work than rats are and mice too. Are mice more. are pretty low maintenance, but I feel like rats are a little more cuddly than mice are. If yeah. you are in a small living space and you want a therapy animal that can be with you for long periods of time and you have you only have to really clean up after it once a week and you don't want to spend a lot on food, get a rat. Yep. If rat. you are okay with dropping a bunch of money on fruits and vegetables and you're okay with doing the daily or every other day task of sweeping up after an animal and you like the fact that guinea pigs are more talkative <laughs> than rats are because they do make lots of different sounds and they have funny little personalities. It's impossible to be mad at them because they're Aww. happy all the time and they do show their happiness in a very physical way. Um, they'll, they do this thing called popcorning where they literally jump for joy and they do this wiggle in the air and, Aww. and it's very, it's cute. It's adorable. You can't possibly be mad at them for anything, even though they poop everywhere. I love it. So, rats do that, like, rats do that thing called boggling where their eyes kind of get big when they're really yeah. excited. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if you're okay with that level of commitment, then a guinea pig would be fine. You do have to get like a larger hutch for them and you know, a, a living s setup is much bigger than it would be for rats because um, they think... don't climb and oh, they, right. they need like lateral space to run. Mm -hmm. So yeah. birds, I think, are a lot of cleanup, too. My cousin has a few birds and they're they're not exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. And that's, and that's shaking your head. No. Oh, I mean, God. I that think I think talking birds are cool because you can talk with them and they're fun and they're novelty, but like you can't cuddle with them. And I don't know. It's a different kind of relationship. So they I would never that. shut up. That too. That too. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. are people oh, out there who are bird birds. people. Yeah. There are you, bird people in the world you, though. If you want to quiet. That's true. Oh yeah. Some people, yeah. birds are their yeah. soul animal. Yeah. That's yeah. what they need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and they like that talkative aspect that like, you know, interactive, mm -hmm. I teach it words and it parrots things back to me kind of thing. Yeah. Well, then, you know, go for it. It's, yeah, if yeah that's there is a there's a house across the street from me that has birds and like the woman opens the the door and she's vacuuming cleaning in the morning and she's talking to the birds. Uh, and I all I hear is and I'm just like, God, I would go nuts. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, okay. I can tune stuff out really well, so I would ignore oh, it completely, yeah. and it would be fine. <laughs> so, so, okay, so that uh, I feel like we say this on every episode, but get to know yourself. Get to know yeah. what you do. What soul your searching. Likes and dislikes. Yeah, make a make a whole list of like what are the traits you would want in a pet. Do you want a pet that needs you all the time, or do you want a pet that's a little more mm -hmm. independent? Yeah, then you can narrow it down from there. I mean, God, there's so yeah. many, there's so many fucking pets turtles frogs do your research though people do so much research do not yeah. get a pet on an impulse purchase do not get a pet no. the same day you came <laughs> up with the idea sleep on it <laughs> no absolutely sleep amen on it. yeah because if you are getting this animal for your sanity it needs to fit into your realm of sanity it cannot right. be outside mm -hmm. of the bounds of your sanity yeah. Yeah. so like for annette her, a bird would be outside of her realm of sanity because she wants an animal that's quiet. She mm -hmm. does not want a talkative animal. My guinea pigs would torture the shit out of her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she would hate them. Absolutely hate them. Even if she thinks it's funny when they knock each other around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, like Ellen might like the guinea pigs more. I don't yeah. know. She might be fine with them. <laughs> um, the the rats, they are not, the rats make a little bit of noise and sometimes you yeah, can they're hear not their noisy. water bottle, but yeah, they don't really chatter like guinea pigs do. So they're, I don't really, yeah. I don't really hear them. And yippy often. dogs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, so like, and I like dogs. Like I love my friend's dogs. I will hang out with my friend's dogs and like, we got a thing going. Mm -hmm. I'm great. Mm -hmm. I like dogs. 
I just can never own one. Yeah. Like, I'm I don't. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. I love other people's yeah. dogs. Love visiting my friends' dogs. And it's like, I am so glad I don't have to take care of you, but I yeah. love petting and you. Yeah. I'm fine with taking care of dogs. I love yeah. dogs. I will take mm-hmm. care of them and walk them and pet them and snuggle them and let them wrestle with me sometimes. And like, it's fine. I, I'm fine with that kind of thing because I'm mm-hmm. just kind of that way. That's how you're but, built. Um, yeah. 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 Like I like a more physical interaction and that's why I'm, I'm suitable for that. But, mm-hmm. you know, even, even though I have a demon animal right now, I am about to start mm-hmm trying to rehabilitate after he's had this major like you know surgery he kind of went a little bit weird mentally so Mm. i'm trying to like help rehabilitate this animal so that he's you know much more Mm -hmm. of a therapy type animal and we'll see if i can do it I don't have much faith in this, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Your love can transform this creature. But I'm going to make, like, I just got to the point recently where I'm like, you know what? I need to, I need to restart my effort. I started out great. Things started sliding downhill. They got really bad. Then we had a whole bunch of other stuff that happened. I really need to, like, you know, try something else to bond with this dog mm. to the point where he's more of a you know, therapy mm-hmm. type animal. That is why I got him in the first place. Ironically, yeah. he was supposed to be my therapy pet, but I am his therapy human right now. So uh, I have to turn this back around mm-hmm. so that, so That's that, exactly you know, sometimes the, yeah, just the, yeah. The, the places need to switch. So maybe we'll see as if he I can gets, <laughs> maybe as he gets older, He'll mellow out a little more and be more. That's possible. Snuggly. Terriers can, tend to yeah. do that, but um, I mean, know. I think that that's also a tip too. If you're someone who you're like, man, I would love a dog. I just don't know if I could handle like a really uh, excitable dog. Maybe a senior dog would be good for you. You know, there's lots of those at the shelters. I'm sure. You know, plus there a... are many l- larger breed dogs that are much more calm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The definitely. larger a dog gets the calmer it tends to be. And of mm-hmm. course there are always outliers, personality outliers. Golden retrievers. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 But like the larger they get, the calmer they tend to be simply because it takes so much energy to, you know, yeah. rock it all around like a tiny little dog would do. They'd never be able to do it. So, exactly. um, but like, you know, you think Rottweiler and they're so calm. Oh my God. So mm-hmm. calm. And then or you think, um, a Newfoundland, but then you, you, uh, if you think boxer oh my god they're crack oh. addicts like oh my god <laughs> like so Wild. choose you wisely. have to know yep research the breeds and get to and they're you know, oh by spend... the way speaking of breeds i didn't know that there were breeds of guinea pigs when i got the guinea pigs there are specific oh. breeds of guinea pigs and you do actually need to research that too don't just go to petco and pick mm-hmm. up a guinea pig because we ended up with two different breeds of guinea pigs that were paired in the same thing we didn't know that they were two different breeds and they have two strikingly different personalities one is very fiery and vocal and will like take your clothes and rip at them to tell you to put her back in her cage she's very aggressive the other one is a long hair turned out to be a long hair guinea pig they have short hair when they're babies so you can't tell um (laughs) but um she turned out to be a long hair and they are so mellow and sweet and they just lay on you and they're like cool and she'll just like lick your neck and she and yeah sweetie my rat the other one is absolutely entertaining (laughs) though (laughs) the other one's definitely good entertainment (laughs) good so Yeah. yeah Those are all of our recommendations, I guess. Just know yourself, yeah. know what kind of pet you want. Don't overcommit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Research yeah. breeds of any animal that you are interested in. Do not just yeah. say one dog is like the other or one bird is like the other or one guinea pig is like the other. Yeah, they have personalities, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And my last tip is going to be make sure that you take into account your living situation, your work mm-hmm. situation, and what your life can handle. Yeah, be because, realistic. Yeah. Yeah. There are some places yeah. where you can't have a, a big animal. There are jobs that you have mm-hmm. where you cannot dedicate that time. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a big yeah. commitment. Getting a pet is like a huge responsibility. Don't take it lightly. 
Yeah. Hey, yeah. Absolutely. So with that being said, um, thank you all for listening once again to our yeah. uh, somewhat winding <laughs> shows. I know sometimes we go a little off topic and then get back on, but you know, that's part of the fun, I guess, when you're not masking. Could be um, the ADHD. So- yeah yeah so thank you guys for being on this train with us if you have any questions about anything we've just discussed or suggestions for future episodes give us a ring you can go to the contact page at baseltov.com you can go to our facebook our tiktok our youtube and send us messages that way or you can just email us at baseltovpodcast at gmail.com and we can get back to you that way. And also Reddit too. We're on we're on there. Usually Ellen and Annette, but we're on we're on there. So we thanks once there. again for joining in and Basel Top. Basel Top!